but now it feels good to have our district all on the same page. I see teachers more comfortable. I see teachers making it their own. I see teachers knowing here's where, this is where my, because of this program, because of what I know, I can see where my students are and where I need to take them. It's really exciting to be able to learn from each other, share what we know. I'm looking forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us again. My name is Diego Ochoa. I'm superintendent of the San Mateo Foster City School District, and I'm delighted to have you join us today on the One SMFC podcast. This is a program that we put together in our school district. We try to invite teachers, administrators, parents, and if you go back into our archives, even students that we've interviewed, actually one from one of the one of the um, uh, our guests today, their school. Um, and these these podcasts are just really wonderful opportunities for us to connect with our families and. And we don't do it alone. We bring people into the studio and we have a conversation about the things that matter to us and the things that are going on in our school district. And I'm joined by three uh, really awesome colleagues I'm going to let introduce themselves, starting with. Hi, everybody. I am Pam Bartfield. I'm the director of curriculum and instruction working with our elementary schools. You're also kind of fame, famous uh, podcast guest, right? I feel like I am. How many podcasts is this for you? Well... It's got to be around 10 or maybe it's a more. Lot. I don't know. It's a lot. You've been on a lot yeah. of these. I had somebody mention that to me. Yeah. Who is this Pam person? Why is she on? I said, she's the director of curriculum. But we're, <laughs> we're an, an education organization. She's I was gonna, considering getting a manager, but I think we're okay. You know where to find me. Yeah. Or a publicist. Publicist. Start with the publicist start because with, yeah. then you build up your persona. True. True. Then when you start booking more gigs, mm-hmm. isn't there a whole, there is a whole industry world. behind that? Yeah. It's a whole world. All right. Well, it's not just the two of us. Who else is here with us? Hi, I'm Jill Lang. I'm a first grade teacher at Audubon Elementary School in Foster City. What a lovely school. We were just there. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. We, we had some people come into my room. I, I don't know. Um, I had to leave because I wanted to be able to visit LEAD. Oh, I started nice. my day at Audubon yeah. and visited. You have a fifth grade teacher, I think. Is it Miss Fredrickson? Yes. Yes. Yeah, doing an awesome job oh, with her math amazing. lesson. Oh, wow. Like, I, I took a, a group of kids with me to visit. You, you saw, saw them. Those, yeah, yeah, Severa, one of your former students, and Siona, a student that went to Foster City. Um, and they just came away saying, wow, the way we're teaching math in elementary school is just a total eye-opener. They both said, we wish we had been taught math yeah, like this. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I saw, the, I saw them um, and uh, a lot of people there. It was really nice. You had some community members and board members and students it was we had nice. the chief of police i yeah i heard that you know when have you met her i, I mean have aside not, from that she's i knew just, the old chief of police but not not this tracy one. It, tracy avalar is our chief of police she's just the most delightful person you ever want to meet she's well, I so actually, cl- she's good yeah i worked with her a little bit when we had community readers remember yes. you came oh, to audubon right. also and yeah. we had our community which readers. by the way anytime you want i had the best time reading yeah. at audubon yeah it was <laughs> the really teachers nice. were kind of like you really got into this diego i said yeah, <laughs> yeah i miss doing this i used to do this all the time yeah it was nice. It was nice. We'll hopefully yeah. do it again next year. Yeah, and thanks for being with us today. Sure. So there's still one more with us. I am Tara Dixon. I teach first grade at Foster City Elementary School in Foster City. 
Yeah. And, and that's, you know, what do we call it? That's the biggest school in the district. At one point, I used to tell your principal, I said, one out of every 10 kids in our school district goes wow. to Foster City Elementary School. I they did got not know that. The fact. ratio got, yeah, it got to that point. said, well, and it's gone down a little it bit has. because we opened up a new school in Foster City. But thank you for joining us. And as, as you all know, we have an event coming up here February 8th. Uh, we're really excited about and it's it's an event that we um, wanted to put together to really invite our colleagues from around the peninsula to come and visit our schools it's the first grade teachers literacy summit we're hosting it um, and we have folks coming from Pam do you remember all the districts I know it's 11 different districts yeah. I know we have Hillsborough, name, name Redwood City um, Pacifica my Santa Cruz, San Bruno, San Bruno, Hayward, um, Monterey. Mon- we have a yeah, district Monterey, from Monterey yeah, coming. coming. We sent um, some invitations across the bay. I think Hayward is coming. Yeah, Hayward. A couple of others are coming. Um, the two of you have been in education uh, for many years. Have you had teachers from other districts come and visit your classrooms before? I have not. I find it to be really exciting. I love going to other classrooms and having other people come here and just having that community of, you know, it doesn't matter what district you're with. We're just all working together doing with the same goal. Uh, Same for me. I have not. um, But I think it's really exciting to be able to learn from each other, share what we know. Um, Looking forward to it. So let me let me pose it to you as like pick a word. Exciting or anxious or curious what how would you what's the what's the feeling you most have going into this um i think inspiring just to learn from our colleagues in this district and share what we've been working so hard um over the last year and a half yeah i mean you're at foster city we have 16 elementary schools how often do teachers from park or from laurel or from george hall get to come and watch you teach not that often never but no yeah, I mean, it doesn't happen. Very rarely. So that's one of the sort of odd things about our profession is we put ourselves in these literal boxes, <laughs> these rectangles we teach in, um, and then we don't we don't leave. We stay right where we are. Well, that's, that's the thing. We even have um, teachers at a school who have never gone into other classrooms. Wow. So we, we are in our own classroom, and um, I had a teacher at my school, Jen Flores, who had a student teacher. She was able to come in and observe me while she had the student teacher. And um, we found it so collaborative because she says, oh, and here's what I do. And I said, oh, okay. And you work together and build off of that. So even you, you just don't even have people going from one classroom to another and let alone schools. Yeah. And when they come and visit us, what are they going to see in your classrooms? What? Let's start with you over at, at Audubon, what what are these folks going to see, Jill? Well, if uh, if somebody were to come into my classroom, they would definitely see the um, the PATH, our phonics program. They would see Benchmark yeah. with the writing program. And um, hopefully, hopefully n- now that we have certain programs, they would see the same thing as in um, Tara's room. You yeah. know, they would see good teaching. Tara, what about you? What are you excited to for people potentially to be able to see and for you to see in other people's classrooms? I think just a variety of all the different literacy activities that we've been doing with PATH, Um, the tracing, the sound, the letters in the air and the sight words, the pocket chart, the songs, the chants, 
the games, um, the dictation is really just cool to see the growth that has been coming along. Yeah, Pam, you you work with our TOSAs pretty closely, our teachers on special assignment. You visit a lot of classrooms in the district. What what stands out to you in terms of us being in our second year with this reading program, and, and what are you most proud of? Well, I'm, I'm staring at um, here right now our, our um, literacy summit. Um, they can't see it on the podcast. This is just audio, so there's no. I'm, you can see it. <laughs> what I'm going to say is, um, actually, Jill is featured um, on the invitation with because, the yellow shirt. Yeah, that's me. The Audubon yeah. colors. Yeah. Um, and I've spent actually a bunch of bunch of days in Jill's room. We did some videoing in there, as long as, as well as some other schools. Um, but just from going from school to school, I know this year. And we're still new. Terry said like a year and a half ago, we made a big change in our district around our literacy work. But this year I see teachers more comfortable. I see teachers making it their own. I see teachers knowing here's where, this is where my, because of this program, because of what I know, I can see where my students are and where I need to take them. Um, We also see, because all of our schools have language and literacy TOSAs, so we also see how that support works. I know we're going to see that all. And we see lots of language and on the walls and lots of opportunities for our students to engage. And then in Jill's room, you also see some of this really cool stuff because she has a lot of um, little pets cool things going on in her room. Yeah, <laughs> a lot your of room little is, animals. Your room is famous. Tell us what, you, what they're going to see in your room. Um, I have a Russian tortoise named Checkers. I have a couple of chubby tree frogs, Trevor and Bryn. I have a leopard gecko. Um, Quincy, a crested gecko, Mushu, some blue death feigning beetles who are uh, hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're so dramatic. And a <laughs> vinegaroon. So we, we have quite a few little pets. Yeah. Every kid in the school is just like, this class, they just, lo- I watch them, I hear them outside talking about it. And I, I know, you know, our work with, with students is, we're opening doors for them. We're really, and, and that's to me what stands out about the the place that we're at with our reading program is uh, we invite partners in to look at our schools. And as I mentioned earlier, just the other day, we had a group visiting Audubon. We had a different group visiting Lead, and we had a different group visiting Burrell. City council members, chiefs of police, CEOs of nonprofits, parents, PTA presidents, they all came away with some version of, I can't believe how the quality of instruction that's happening in your district. And it was, again, a middle school, a big middle school, a thousand kids, an elementary school, um, uh, serving a lot of students with incredible need, and then an elementary school in Foster City, and it's really the thread that connects those those three programs. So you've got a group coming uh, in a couple of weeks. What will you tell them was the hardest part of making this shift? Because that's, that's going to be one of the questions they ask is, when you went through this process, what was the hardest? So what will you share with them? Um, I think just learning a new program, adjusting. Um, there's a lot more phonics, which is great. Uh, for our students, but it was a, a little bit of a switch for us. and um, the, the balance of time. Yes, yeah. yes. Incorporating all of that into our day and, as Pam said, making it our own. Um, but we're excited. 
yeah. seeing that growth is the best part, of course. Yeah, and then how about for you, Jill? What was what would what will you tell teachers was the hardest part in terms of making that change? Um, well, I, my my journey's um, a little different in yeah. that this was like probably about five or ten years ago. Um, I was actually approaching our previous uh-huh. curriculum directors of curriculum instruction and talking about how I would like to go over more towards the so-called science of reading. And um, uh, at that time, we were not doing that. We were more of a balanced reading district. So I learned a lot and was kind of uh, not as successful until Pam over here brought everything. The systems came in. The systems came in. So You felt it, though. You, you, t- you I, had been I've teaching. Imp- I've implemented this, you know. Um, For years. Yeah. I, I don't want to say that nobody else has. I mean, right. I know that yeah. um, Tara has always known, you know, what to do, and other yeah. people have known what to do, too. But now it feels good to have our district all on the same page. Yes. That's that's the amazing part to me. So we're, we're putting out information that's accurate, that's based on empirical studies yep. on what has proven to work with every child you know yeah. a lot of people think we don't you know everybody learns to read differently and and we kind we don't we we all have we all need the same thing to learn there's to a path read. for each of us so going into next year what's your biggest hope for next year you're you're already you're already ha- more than halfway through this year you'll be in year three of implementing these new materials and all the support systems and the the collaboration time with your peers what's your hope for year three my hope is just uh continuing i think with uh with the program <laughs> i think every yeah, year every teacher's like don't change <laughs> because you when you're talking to administrators you're like we know you folks like to change everything stop doing that well and and, and every year the teachers get more comfortable and um, the more you do something then the less cognitive load it takes. So right. you can continue to learn and you continue to grow. I might not. I might be able to implement one thing this year, and then next year I can expand on that and build on it. And right. Every year that's really exciting. And with having our TOSAs here has been amazing. I yeah. know, Terry, you feel the same way about that. So yeah. um, hopefully that continues as well. Yeah. How about for you, Terry? What's your big hope for next school year? I think just to continue to be more confident and really feel um, almost not an expert, but yeah. an expert in my room. And That'll be the case, though. In third year, you start yeah. to hit that expertise area. And just have it flow. Um, I feel like it's flowing pretty well right now. But just to really perfect the little little things, fine tune and continue. Yeah. Pam, how about you? I would echo and I know, Diego, working with you over the last couple of years where we began this journey, that we knew we want this to take time. Yeah. And we don't want to, um, what we're used to in education, where we start something and then maybe not see the data change right away and then move to the next thing. Although with us, we are seeing great, right. interesting things in our data about students moving, which is very exciting. But even with that, we need to stay the course. And so... My hope for next year is we do build expertise, which I know we have so much of, and continue to build that in our staff and stay the course. What I want to see, I want to go to schools after the bell rings, and I want to see kids with a book in their hand. I want to go to our after-school programs, and I want to see the arms shoot up when the staff says, 
who wants to go to the library first? Because for me, what this is all about, yes, test scores matter. And yes, you know, instruction as a, as a general topic matters. But what, to me, what the, at the heart of this process has been, let's create readers. Let's give kids tools so that they have this lifelong skill that they take with them wherever they go. I think we're on that path. We have a bunch of people coming to see us. I'm really, really excited uh, for February 8th. Um, Much more to follow. And thank you all for being on the One SMFC Podcast.